For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and recently added to the iHeartRadio channel as well. Today, we're moving over to the defensive side of the ball in our position-by-position breakdown, taking a look at the defensive line, a position definitely not ignored by the Dolphins here in free agency and the draft. Paul, looking at, at the two cogs of that defensive line, first, Indomitian Sue. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk at the end of the 2015 season and before the 2015 season when Sue was signed of whether or not he was worth all the money he got for a position like defensive tackle. In hindsight, would you have given Sue this money? Was he worth it? Or would you have rather spread that money into different positions? He's absolutely worth it. I mean, especially when you look at the question marks at the other defensive tackle position, at the folks behind him, the fact that, I mean, he belongs on the field 80 to 90% of snaps. He's a pass rush and run-stopping defensive tackle. He's one of the most dominant ones in the game. I mean, and this isn't fanboying. It's the truth. The guy has been one of the most stalwart players on that defense, especially given the fact that we were down so many players last year, and there he was game in and game out. He almost single-handedly won that San Francisco game, even though Kiko got a lot of credit for that tackle. There's a ton of uh, scenarios you can point to where he got the, the Dolphins' defense off the field. Not the Dolphins' defense got themselves off the field. He got them off the field from a disruptive defensive tackle spot. It, it, it's absolutely worth it. I'm with you. I, You know, you can – argue yeah it was a few million too much or something but you know when I look at free agent players and you're going to spend big I want a player who you know is going to come in you know he's going to work his ass off he's going to transform not only the performance of the defense but also the attitude you know I remember in the middle of the 2015 season when there was a players only meeting and Dominican Sue said none of you guys can play on my level and people some people were saying well that's not very good leadership by Sue but a lot of the people that said that are the same ones that thought, you know, Jonathan Martin was bullied. So I think that's fantastic leadership. I want people in the locker room for the Dolphins to look like Indomitian Sue. As he approaches 30 here, I hope they can take a few more snaps off. And that's where a lot of this depth from the offseason comes into play. I, I, to me, one of the most important things the Dolphins did in this offseason was make sure that Cameron Wake started to get a lot of help. Because I got news for you. The more Cam, Cameron Wake plays, the worse he gets. He, he, he's there on rundowns. That's not typically a good thing. What you really want to do is keep him fresh, have him playing 30 to 35 snaps a game so that he can just pin his ears back and get after the quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you on, on, on having Wake in there on pass rush downs. I like that they signed Hayes this offseason. He's definitely a far better run stopper than he is pass rusher. Andre Branch. He's out there, and, and you know what? He's he's kind of a hybrid. He's a decent pass rusher, and he's decent against the run. And then you got Charles Harris in the draft. Talk about somebody else that can pin their ears back, eventually be the heir apparent to Cam Wake by all accounts so far. 
and really give Miami a dynamic set of pass rushing defensive ends on pass rush downs that can really, really get after the quarterback, especially with guys like Sue. And hopefully if Jordan Phillips can get his head on straight, pushing that pocket for him. Yeah, and what made me throw up last year with the Dolphins is that Mario Williams and Terrence Viday combined for 622 snaps, had one and a half sacks between them, and one of those was in the first quarter of the first game by Mario Williams. What I like, and I think just such an important thing what the Dolphins did, yeah, they paid a lot for Andre Branch to come back. Hopefully he plays more like he did in the first 10 games of the year as opposed to how he played and when he started to tail off at the end of the year a little bit, but still a talented player. And then you've got William Hayes, a veteran edge setter from the Rams, and Charles Harris at the DN. I think the Dolphins can effectively now rotate four defensive ends at that spot. Yeah, Jordan Phillips, too, is is such a hit-or-miss guy. I mean, just looking at it last year, Jordan Phillips would just dominate for one or two drives a game. Then it, it seems like he would disappear for a little while. But it also seems, too, Paul, that Paul Soliai's career went on the same track, was pretty pretty quiet, pretty hit-and-miss in his first two years in the NFL. It was, and he didn't even get the chance for, for quiet or hit or miss. He he really wasn't active very often for his first several years. So I'm hoping, and it's funny, I actually talked to uh, Greg Likens briefly about Jordan Phillips, and we made the same comparison to Paul Soliai, where it takes a little while for some of these guys to develop. Not everybody's an instant star. Jordan Phillips has flashed the ability and the tool set to be a star along that defensive line. But it's up to Phillips to take that next step and become that guy. Yeah, looking at the rest of the defensive line, it, it seems pretty pretty straightforward. Who the it, it seems they're going to keep between eight and ten defensive linemen on the roster. Uh, you know, Wake, Branch, Phillips, Sue are going to be that starting four. Then you've got the three draft picks: first rounder Charles Harris, fifth rounder Davin Gottschaw, sixth rounder Vincent Taylor, and also William Hayes. You got to think is a lot to make the team too. After that, it gets a little bit ferocious. Uh, for potentially the remaining spots between Terrence Fiday, Julius Wormsley, Nick Williams. Uh, is this the year Terrence Fiday finally gets cut? I hope so. He showed a lot of promises rookie year, but then you look at since then. The only thing I can really remember of Terrence Fiday is him wasting a position on the field, and when he's not just wasting it, actually making it worse by committing dumb, dumb penalties, whether it's roughing a punter, roughing a passer, ridiculously late hits. And if you're not going to hit him before the whistle, stop hitting him after the after the fact. So yeah, I hope he I hope he does. I mean, for me, I, I want to see a little more Julius Warmsley. I think he'd be a good one to keep for the ninth because we saw last year a little bit where he's a guy that's able to hybrid between defensive end and defensive tackle in this system. So he can give you a little depth for both positions and, and possibly praise Martin Ogwike could be a guy that, that factors into that. Yeah, I think what the Dolphins have now uh, with those eight players who we can pretty much say are locks to make the team, that you can say to the rest of the guys like Terrence Vidae, Nick Williams, and Julius Wormsley, hey, you're on the outside looking in right now. Uh, now, if you we're, we're open to keeping eight defensive linemen. We're op- open to keeping 10 or 11 if it comes to that. It's something else, Paul, that we should expect more and more of. A lot of defensive tackles out there in the free agent market. Uh, Dan Williams former Dolphins Jared Odrick and Paul Soliais and Derek Marks and, and Roy Miller who used to play for the Jaguars. Another player uh, I'll throw at you too is, and I don't think he's announced his retirement yet, and that's Vince Wilfork. I mean, 36 years old, but 
the only reason the Texans aren't bringing him back is because they're really excited about DJ Reader, a, a fifth-round rookie from last year, but coming in here and playing 30, 35 snaps a game, primarily on first down, showing Jordan Phillips the ropes, it could be a good fit. Uh, well, how are you hoping that defensive tackle position shakes out? Do you hope they look at somebody in particular? I mean, like I said, there's a handful of those free agents out there. I don't want to see them sacrifice any of these young players because they've got a pretty decent mix of young and old along that defensive line right now. And so, you know, maybe Will Fork would be one. That could be a very intriguing thing. I know several years ago, I think everybody in the world would have had Will Fork and uh, Sewell on their defensive line in uh, Madden. But I want to see what these young kids have, and I want to see which Jordan Phillips we're getting before really pulling the trigger and eating up some of that cap space. Because at this point, I almost hope Miami rolls some of that cap space into next year, gets a little relief from some of the contracts that are coming up, and doesn't have to keep pushing back, pushing back, pushing back, and can eat some of that contract space next season that rather than have to try to restructure some guys to move stuff back. Yeah, I think so, too. It would be a good move to take some of that $17 million, push it to next year when you start having players like, like Jarvis Landry hitting free agency uh, after the 2017 season. Paul, so taking a look at this unit, uh, Dolphins have paid a lot of attention to it in the offseason. What would your final grade be? I have to throw an A-, minus, and it feels weird to say that because they've got a minimum of two automat- almost automatic pro bowlers in uh, Wake and Sue. They've got potential eventual pro bowler in Charles Harris. They retained a really good defensive end in, in Andre Branch. But the fact that next to Sue is a huge question mark at defensive tackle. Shouldn't be. Jordan Phillips should come into his own. If Jordan Phillips does come into his own, this is one of those grades that uh, I could see instantly skyrocketing up. But then there's also still the question behind Phillips and Sue as to how good can Vincent Taylor and Davin Gottschalk be as true rookies this season. So a lot of things to answer there, and, and that that's what brings it down to an A-minus for me. If the Dolphins had taken some of that Julius Thomas and Lawrence Timmons money and found enough to sign Don Terry Poe or Jonathan Hankins, I really think this unit would be an A because you would not only have a, a really good starting four, but you could have limited Jordan Phillips and Cameron Wake's snap counts so that they're out on the field there on third down when the offensive line is tired on the other end. I'm going to give it a B plus. I think this is a solid unit. I'm getting more and more excited about Charles Harris at the end. Cameron Wake seems to be willing to take him under his wing. And now you've got two players who bring a lot of size and speed to that, to that role opposite Cameron Wake and, and Charles Harris and Andre Branch. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. One of the most fascinating things I'm going to look for in the offseason and during preseason is how Davin Gottschalk and Vincent Taylor perform. Because I think if they do well, then the Dolphins may not look at that free agent group. They're probably going to stick with what they have. And you can stick with us here throughout the offseason. That'll do it for our positional breakdown of the defensive line. You're listening to Kat and Paul Pickin. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube and now on iHeartRadio. Our next segment is going to be taking a look at the Dolphins' revamped linebacker core after the addition of Lawrence Timmons and Raekwon McMillan in the offseason. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fifth side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. 
Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.